0: Hi everyone, welcome to Drinking from the Firehose, a podcast for school leaders. I'm your host, Ellen Willoughby. Being a campus leader can feel like you're drinking from a fire hose with all the information, requests, tasks and duties that are thrown your way on a daily basis. So how do you manage to do it all and help students grow? Well, that's what this podcast is all about. Today I'm speaking with Dr. Wendy Kerr. Wendy is an administrative specialist here at Region 13 and she has over 25 years of experience in education. She also happens to be my teammate. So on this episode of Drinking from the Firehose, we will be discussing the topic of COVID learning loss and a need for there to be a call to action in developing a recovery plan for districts and schools. Welcome to the podcast, Wendy. Thank you, I'm excited to be here today. I am super excited to have you. So let's go ahead and jump right in. Can you tell me a little bit about the Department of Education webinar you participated in? I think it was in mid-January. And what are your thoughts on the information that was shared? Yeah, um,
1: so I I did attend the webinar, um, first and foremost as a mom. I kind of had my mom hat, teacher hat on, and then, of course, site leader experience, and and then um, joining our team here. So I just went in with an open mind. Um, Obviously, the topic was riveting and interesting to me, um, a lot of curiosity. And then after uh, the webinar was over with, (laughs) long story short, I was just genuinely emotionally moved um, regarding the the data and the information that was shared at the webinar. Um, So I brought that forward uh, to to our boss (laughs) and had a conversation with her about how we might get that information of the webinar um, into other folks' hands.
0: Great. So... In your in your professional opinion, what were some of the hallmark pieces of data, or some of the most alarming pieces that resonated with you that you heard during the webinar? Yeah, um, it, it's no surprise. I mean, I don't want to sound
1: patronizing and um, you know or condescending to our to the folks we work with in, in our industry because we know, um, due to the pandemic, there's going to, going to be loss. Right, that's kind of the the obvious. Um, but when you have other uh, research you know, folks and, and experts in the field do the research on what that really means, right, and what it really looks like, and they start to break it down into um, perhaps, like, you think of overarching, you know, um, big-picture ideas of, st- of learning loss, but also the social-emotional components of all of this, too, the impact and ramifications that it's had. So I would say um, the fact that learning loss, what really blew me away was – the amount, the significance of it. So again, being a former teacher, principal, and the work that I've done in the past, I always came to you know to my position, um, whatever that might be, knowing that there were going to be students that were struggling that had a gap, right? right. Um, we also know, or not a stranger to the traditional summer slide, you know, right? That would be another gap or, you know, learning loss opportunity. But this is so much more than that. And so that's what they, sh- you know, that's what they described. That's what they shared. And that was, um, in fact, you know, the word used in that webinar was alarming, you know, um, with regard to the amount of loss that has happened, how that equivalates to the years, if you will. So, again, when, when we're talking about traditional gaps, perhaps, unfortunately, you know, right. but we, we've had students that perhaps have had a gap over time. Um, maybe we were looking at a year you know, a year Mm -hmm. behind, if you will. Right. But now that same student now would be, it would be more like three years behind, you know, as a result of, of the COVID, you know, implications. Um, That's just, again, this is big picture that I'm talking about now. Of course, all the research, you know, we'd have to look at the data points, but the amount that has happened, um, the equivalency, they did some really interesting um, remarks about, A student goes to school, for example, 185 days a year, right? That's very traditional across the country. It's Mm -hmm. not just a Texas thing, you know, or or another state. That's all kids. So an example they gave was a student goes to school 185 days, but because of the COVID learning loss, it was as if they missed 116 days of reading instruction and they missed 215 days of math instruction. Again, that was across the board. Um, so there's multiple ways to look at the data points mm-hmm. as far as learning loss goes, um, and that's what's going to be important for, obviously, our school districts and our school site leaders and our teachers to take a look at what that looks like, obviously, in their district, in their county, um, in their state, you know, and then, and then drilling down to the granular pieces. The social-emotional aspect of it, um, too, is very alarming, an example of that uh, reported by students actually coming from from students was the number two social emotional issue for them right now is um, significant depression, uh, feeling as if uh, they don't have a future. You know, mm-hmm. those kind of that stress and, and depression and things of that nature is just skyrocketed. So um, as much as we have to, of course, look at the academic side of the house, and, and we will. Right. We know we will. Um, but it's going to be just as important that we look at that social emotional um You know part of it
0: as well absolutely and and i know that i've i've seen you know different news um programs and things also talking about you know we've had a a huge increase in in like cps cases during COVID time um and we also know that uh, for a lot of our students school is is such a safe and important part of of them getting you know three square meal or you know two meals two solid meals during the day um so i i it doesn't surprise me, but it, it also does surprise me um, as well at the same time. Absolutely. And so you you shared some really, um, I think alarming is the right word, mm-hmm. some really alarming data, um, especially around um, the the learning loss, that you, you actually lose way more days of learning loss than you would even have if you were in school for that number of days. So, for instance, like you shared, it was – Something around the two hundred mm-hmm. and something mark for math, and right. kids only go to school for one hundred and eighty-five days. So how exactly. does how does that work? Yeah. So the interesting part of that, and me, me as well, you know, being a learner
1: with all of this, um, was really taking a step back. Which what that what resonated about that data point um, that Dr. Uh, Mackie Raymond shared from the Credo organization during the webinar. Mm-hmm. Um, so that uh, I want to be perfectly clear that everything I'm sharing with you is not my data.
0: No, absolutely. <laughs> just, you're, you know, <laughs> you're just <laughs> filling us in on yeah, this great exactly. information. Um, and, and some of
1: it is me synthesizing it, of you course. know, or kind of those broad strokes. But um, with regard to that, it's almost as if you're not going to school. So therefore, this impacts the average and the above average students.
0: Before we get back to the show, we wanted to ask for your help in reaching campus and district leaders. If you like what you hear in this episode, hop on over to whatever platform you use and give us a rating and review. It really helps people find our podcast and lets us know what we're doing right and also what we can improve upon. And of course, don't forget to mention us to your colleagues. Thanks. Now let's get back to the show. Interesting. So another thing they pointed out, um, and again,
1: not to be super, super clear, we know that our, you know there's an a amount of students that have learning loss or gaps, right? Right. But what about the kiddos that have been on grade level, right? You know, they've never been t- technically struggling before, let alone our, our achieving students, right? You know, right. And so they're impacted too. Everyone is having learning loss. So that was what her, you know, what her point was about that. When we equivalent it to the amount of days a student goes to school and because of virtual learning and because of multiple variables that are impacting that setting, if you will, right? right? The opportunity to learn. And I, again, I want to be really clear, that isn't the fact that teachers aren't trying and doing their best, no, right? No, absolutely. You
0: know? I mean, it's, it's, it was such a huge shift right. into something that is completely foreign to right. everyone. Right.
1: So with that, um, students, even our best, could see up to 50% of learning loss. Wow. So Students who are going to school every day, you know, online or have had disrupted learning, you know, because of what's happened, um, regardless of where they were at, you know, with regard to grade production, right. you know, and achieving their grade, um, they were all impacted negatively, almost as if they weren't going to school X amount of days, you know. Wow. Um, so, yeah, that, that like I said, that was, that's right away where my hit, my uh Hat shifted to the mom hat, you know, thinking about my own son who's right. um, in college. And, yeah, I can see it just, you know, in my own backyard. You know what I mean? That yeah. even though he's, quote, unquote, showing up and logging on and logging in, um, there were there were a lot of barriers, you know. And, again, it wasn't, quote, unquote, anyone's fault. The other part of that was that I think it's very important to point out as we all move forward what i've just described right now based on the data are the students that are accounted for Mm. that are in the database if you will right Right.
0: yeah because there are a lot of a lot of students that schools have not been able to right contact or to know where they are or where they're getting their education so we're all going to hear about the missing
1: students so, you know, that's kind of what they're, the phrase that's coined for, right? right? You know, the missing student data. You know, we literally, we as a community in whatever state we're in, we, we we have not been able to track that student because they never logged in, they never logged on. You know, so there's still a lot um, to be uncovered, you mm-hmm. know, and reviewed and examined just as a result of that.
0: Wow. Did they mention at all, like, what percentage they think that the state has of, of students that would be coded as missing students?
1: Um, every state's different, you know, based on their student tracking system, you know, um, I've heard some, some information about Texas, you know, so I wouldn't want to misquote that, but, um, again, state by state, it's, it's, I would say alarming, you know, about how many hundreds of thousands of children, you know, a particular state has just, you know, doesn't know where they are, you know, and so that's just another, uh, a whole other variable we're going to have to get on top of and you know um, circle that back into our data pool you know yeah and then start working on that and and what that's going to look like
0: and that's i mean and that's just so huge for our leaders because not only have they had to just shift in general just to try to continue school you know when COVID hit we also didn't expect us to be 20 months into it at this point right, with right. really not a not a true end in sight at this point so it's it's that kind of continuation of what are you doing right now and then planning for knowing that you have um have this huge gap um for all students that you're you're usually have a focus group of students that you're you're focusing in on for Mm -hmm. for the for the summer slide and those kinds of things but to see that um, the impact is across the board like mm-hmm. it's you know nobody's nobody's safe from it in a sense so um so thinking about this um from the lens of a district or campus leader what um what do you, what information do you think is important for them to know or to be thinking about right now well one of
1: the things that i thought about after the webinar um mm-hmm quite frankly my heart you know went to all of my peers that you know i um that i know from you know many different facets of the different roles i've had and i thought about them you know and um just that my gosh you know this is like where do you where do you go from here you know and i mean like you you and i both we've been in this business for a long time and i can't say enough about education educational leaders and how hardworking everybody is right you know and and we're just kind of cut of that cloth of like we're going to get it done we're going to figure it out whatever it takes you know roll up our sleeves but at what point do you get to like you said after 20 months and kind of like what's going to happen in the future you know at what point do you get where you're like I kind of am frozen a little bit right or I just I just don't know where to go first right you know those kinds of things I mean that's just that's that's realistic. Yeah, <laughs> you know, that's I think reality, it's perfectly right? normal. Yeah, and, and
0: we they've been in such like a triage, you know. Let's we're just trying to figure it out. You know, building building the plane as it flies, as they might say, um, you know, and and to get to a point to where you can be more proactive than reactive, right, right. So that's what my hope is that um, we can take the
1: information and deal with it at fact level you know mm-hmm. and yeah we need to be we all need to have permission to have our emotional reaction to it of you course. know right but then say okay what is next what truly is next and how am i going to make a plan whether that be as a school site leader at my school right? Um, because perhaps I'm in a district that just isn't equipped for whatever reason, but that doesn't mean I'm going to wait around, right? right, you know, to figure out what the bigger picture is going to look like. I mean, I'm at least going to start thinking about it with my own school, yeah. you know, my leadership team. Um, my assistant principal, my counselors, you know, and, and start to kind of, you know, hack at it. Now, as a district leader or, you know, someone at a central office, similarly, right, what does this mean for our district, whether we're a huge district, a big machine, or we're, you know, a rural district or a charter school or private school, you know, again, looking at um, your context, you know, of, of who you're leading and, and what your, who your students are and what the variables are, and then coming up with a plan. Mm-hmm. Um, the other exciting part of it, though, and I think that's what's really important. So once you move through shock and awe you know, of the data, yeah. have your emotional response, and then say, all right, got to come up with a plan. I would just encourage everybody, because I'm having to do this myself, I would encourage everybody also to say, you know, we've been talking about it for a while. <laughs> for at least the last decade, if not two, about really seeing what we can do to change this up right? Mm. You mean education as a whole? Yeah, you know, what is it, what, like, what is reinventing, like, really look like? And we've seen, again, different schools and and districts um, be afforded those opportunities or really embrace that, you know, innovation and change and such. But if we're all across the country, if we're really all starting kind of from the same place, um, we're all in the same boat because we're in the same storm. Right. Right? Yeah. That's... But we're all in our own little unique boat. Yes, exactly. <laughs> because th- those are all so different. So we've all weathered the same storm. So mm-hmm. how can we come out on this uh, this other side of the storm with innovation and really changing things the way we think they should, right? You know, and what's best for students. So I think we can embrace this and flip it on its head, yeah. <laughs> you know, with regard to moving forward. Um, but we're going to need to think differently and plan differently. And, um,
0: as always, you know, have all stakeholders
1: at the table to talk about what that could look like.
0: Absolutely. And I, and I think that, and I loved how you, how you phrase that, like, you know, we're all in the same storm, but we have different boats and different tools in our boat, you know, Mm -hmm. to navigate it. Yet we, you know, people have navigated it. Mm -hmm. And, and I think it is, it's as, as hard as it, as it has been for leaders. And I, I, you know, I talked to friends of mine who are principals and, (laughs) and check in on them and 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 see how they're doing i love how you talked about like it there is an opportunity in this because they have proven to themselves that hey we can we can teach we can do school differently Mm -hmm. um so why don't we continue to kind of crack that egg and and see what other possibilities are there so um yeah i think that that's really exciting and and really can lead to some amazing opportunities for, for schools and, uh, and, of course, always for kids.
1: Yes. And families, you know, and, and the way our families um, come around us as a school site or a district, you know, and those that we interact with. I mean, there's, um, again, through this webinar and other pieces of research, there's that component of the, again, the broader community and our family community and how this has impacted them. Right. Um, you know, so I think Um, bolstering those relationships and ensuring that they're with us as we um, move forward and make these changes is going to be really important.
0: Yeah and I think too that what it it also showed was was a lot of schools obviously know the importance of of family Mm -hmm. but this could not happen without that communication and without that partnership with families. Yes. Um, Especially for campuses that are not, you know, having students back on campus at all or, you know, there's a very small, small number. So ensuring that um, that partnership is there. So, um, yeah, thank you for uncovering that. That was great. Thanks. So what I would love to hear about are what are your thoughts about how more than ever educators are so important to the call of action and that districts having a COVID recovery plan? Yeah, so um,
1: that's a great question because again, we can you know we can talk about having a plan, right? But it's it's only as good as the paper it's written on, or the fact that we actually <laughs> go through with it. Exactly. You know? yes. So we can talk all we want about having a plan, um, but most recently, um, as well as the the Department of Ed webinar, I also went to the Te- Texas Commissioner of Education's webinar. Okay. And so, um, although department of ed spoke of this he reiterated it so that's what i'm enjoying with all of this research that i'm doing for this particular you know project for our service center is the fact that um the same themes keep popping up over and over again and so one of the things that he pointed out was um like i said very similar data points that the department did but he really emphasized the fact that we need to have a plan. And it's, I, like I said, that could be one of those, like, well, yeah, of course we do, right? You know, right. Um, uh, duh, that's pretty <laughs> that's pretty evident. Got this great um, Google,
0: <laughs> Google sheet with all of my plan on yeah, it. Yeah, exactly.
1: But but yeah, well, what goes into that plan, right. like specifically to come out of a crisis, you know, and with a sense of urgency, not emergency, but urgency, and then what, um, how that's going to impact all stakeholders. So one of the things he brought forward was the fact that, there were two studies that that he reviewed okay and one was on uh after hurricane katrina Mm -hmm. and the fact that that area if you will and you know the superintendents they had a recovery plan right from hurricane katrina so um, they had they created a four-year plan so on and so forth right to address the different variables but specifically the learning loss okay then he referenced and i apologize for not knowing the exact name of the study but he referenced a um Similar study that was done in Argentina after a catastrophe, you know, like a weather catastrophe as well. Okay, And they did not have a plan for learning recovery, you know, learning loss recovery. Mm-hmm. Katrina was able to, the students in that, you know, that were impacted by that, they were able to close learning gaps, if you will, and make gains swifter, faster. Um, And that was um, permanent, (laughs) you know, within five years of the hurricane with the plan being super specific, um, measurable, systematic, right? Everything we know that's good about, you know, MTSS and, you know, systemness. And then um, the school district that was over in Argentina and, you know, did not have a plan. It was just, you know, unfortunately, after this catastrophe, you know, reopen schools and build things and everybody go back, but just go for it. Yeah. You know, I mean, no real plan. Right. And um, they never recovered. The students never recovered, in short. They never achieved again. Oh, wow. They always had or, you know, kept that gap, whether it was a six-month gap or three, you know, whatever it was, mm-hmm. the kiddos kept it. And interesting, they did um, a post-study of this group of students 20 years later, oh, wow. and they never um, received the financial Uh, income earnings that they could have as a result of that gap for so long so now we're talking about GDP and we're talking about again which we know economics (laughs) the economics of not having a plan Mm post-COVID you know and 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 a serious one and a really descriptive one Um, it's not only just quote-unquote the make or break of a student's academic career or graduation of high school you know and and all those things long term but genuinely will have a negative impact on their earnings as wow. an adult,
0: and and again, that makes sense because you know once you have a gap, the gap only continues to get larger as you continue to go up grade levels, right? If there's not a plan of remediation to ensure that those skills, right. those gaps are filled,
1: you know, you bring up another good point. Um, I did want to point out that, and I know it's like with all of this that I, you know, that I've been sharing um, in the loss, but um, there have been. There, there's been some growth in language, in comparison to language arts and math, okay? So okay. if you look at the two subjects, there's been um, steady or you know, slow, steady growth in language arts compared to math. Because they said again, this is at worst in the worst case scenario our kiddos have been in, right? right. You know, um, no, you know, little to no education or access, you know, access to it. The student loss, like I said, that you know, their or data missing, they're not showing up. Then all online, you know, so on and so forth. Well, because our natural world mm-hmm. has us reading you know, kind of on a daily basis. Right. It's just more organic, authentic, right? That students are writing, you know, and that they're reading things. They might even be reading the cereal box. And, right. You know, yeah. It's just that's kind of part of our normal day-to-day. So they said um, in one of the presentations that because students kind of have access to that and maybe even some books at home, you know, it, it wasn't as um, negatively, you know, impacted, but the math the math is the one where, and as that makes sense, right? The cumulative. Right. And, and we know we were already, as a country, um, had a that's, deficit, you know, in yeah. math. So that's the area that's just kind of got to be <laughs> prioritized. Yeah.
0: So Wendy, I just want to thank you for providing us with all of this really important information um, that it's important for leaders to, to know about. And because it's going to be about them creating that plan. We just want to thank you for joining us for our Drinking from the Firehose podcast, a podcast for school leaders. And if you liked what you heard, please don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review us. I'm your host, Ellen Willoughby, and I will see you next week.